Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you are here today because I am sharing a really amazing interview that I actually did live in my free community with one of my students, Skyla. And first of all, if you're not a part of the free Facebook community, I would encourage you to join. It's a really great place. Even if you haven't started the business yet, if you're just trying to get some advice, Maybe you're just going to see what everybody is talking about and just kind of learn from there. Or if you've started the business and you really want that support, you want to have a place to ask questions, to lean on others, to grow, this is a really great place to do that. So you can join us over there at aubreymalek.com slash community. Or if you just search Freelancer to CEO podcast in Facebook, you can join us there. And we just have three quick questions to answer just so we can filter out any bots. We want to make sure that we keep this community an inclusive, safe place for you to share. So we want to make sure that everybody in there is not a robot, is not spam. We want to make sure we have real human connection in there. So we did this live interview in the group. Skyla had posted in the community about some of what she had experienced since starting her business and joining the prep and what that was like for her. And so she reached out and said, hey, you know, I'm getting a lot of questions. I would love to go live in the group just to kind of elaborate more on this and just share my story. So I thought, what a great way to stream this into the group. So we did that. We did a Zoom meeting. We streamed it into the group. But then I also thought if you didn't catch that interview or maybe you wanted to listen to it while you're in your car. I wanted to repurpose that audio here on the podcast so that if you're a loyal subscriber and you're not in the Facebook community, you can hear this. Um, But like I said, I would encourage you after you get done listening to this episode and hearing all the amazing things that Skyla has to say to encourage and motivate you along your journey that you pop over into the Facebook group and join us there too. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on into the podcast episode. Let's go meet Skyla, hear all about her journey of what it was like starting her business, how she was motivated to get it going and the success that she has since starting. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So welcome, everybody. I'm so glad. Um, Say hi when you are jumping on. I'm super excited to be live in the group today. I know that um, we've had a lot of new people come into the group and a lot of people saying like, 
you know, I'm nervous. I'm scared. Is this going to work for me? I'd love to hear from other people who have done it. Um, so I was super excited when Skyla decided that she wanted to number one, um, post in the group and kind of share her wins and kind of share what she had, um, experienced over the past few months. Um, but then she also reached out and said, Hey, I would love to kind of, you know, go live and chat with the community about what, what my journey has been like. So um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to her and she can introduce herself and just kind of tell everybody a little bit about who she is, um, when she got started. And you can even share like any of the good stuff about your family, because I know you've got a, a growing bunch there too. So um, tell everybody who you are. Hi, well, thank you. Um, like she said, my name is Skyla. I got started a few months ago is when I actually took the jump. Um, I've been following you for quite some time now. Um, TikTok is where I found you actually. And from your TikTok, I went to your podcast and then your podcast, I went to your group and I kind of just sat because I didn't realize, you know, I didn't understand if it was what I wanted to do yet. Um, I was pregnant with the boys. I had, yeah, I was pregnant. So I have twin boys. They're now six months old. Um, and then I have an eight-year-old and a seven-year-old and I knew me going back to work after I had them was not going to be an option for me. Um, one child is insanely expensive here. Um, and two, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to have to be away from them. I didn't feel like that was fair. It wasn't fair to them and it wasn't fair to me to have to make that decision between choosing finances or family, but I was nervous and I didn't know if I could do it. Um, so a couple of months ago, I finally, I did take the plunge. I did purchase the prep, um, mainly because I needed accountability, um, to myself and I needed that little extra push. Cause I was like, okay, where do I start? What do I do? How do I do my website? How do I get legal? You know? Um, so I took the little bit of the money that I had left, which I think at the time was like, I think I had like a hundred dollars, hundred, hundred and fifty dollars. Um, and I purchased the prep and I used the rest of the money to buy my business cards and get my website going. And, you know, that was it for me. Um, that was the point where it's like, okay, I'm in, you know, I put the rest of my money into this and you can either do it and succeed or fail, you know, but I don't know. That just, that wasn't an option. Um, right from there, I was up and running, uh, within eight days, I got my LLC back. There's a company that I hired to do it for me just cause I just, I didn't want the extra stress of trying to do it myself. And it was really nice cause they let me split my payments up. Um, so I was able to get that. They had it back within eight days. I had my website up and I was off. So that's kind of, you know, that's how I got started. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. We're running a business. We're raising babies. We're staying at home and you're going to make this work because you don't have an option. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> well, and I love that too. And it sometimes it's what it takes. Like, I don't ever want to like sit here and tell everybody like they have to purchase a program or invest in a coach to get started. You can totally do it on your own. But sometimes when you do take that extra step of saying like, Hey, I'm going to purchase this. That's really, it's going to help me it kind of gives you a little skin in the game and it's like, okay, now, now I'm in it. Like sometimes when you're kind of doing it on your own and you're doing that research, you're kind of like one foot in one foot out. Cause you're like, okay, like if, if nothing happens, like, you know, I haven't lost anything, which in some ways is a kind of a way to keep us safe and to be like, okay, like I'm not putting too much in, but when you do take that step and you're like, okay, now I'm invested. Now I actually like 
have that skin in the game. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And that's where I was at too. You know, when I first joined your group, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But for me, I just, you know, I had a lot, I had a lot going on. Um, you know, so I ended up having my boys early. They came at 34 and a half weeks. And so they were in the NICU for three weeks, 21 days, exactly. Um, and it really gave me some time to just sit back and reflect exactly what I was going to do. And I, there's probably a good, like three or four times where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then something would happen that would draw me back and draw my attention elsewhere. And I just, I didn't have the, what's the word I'm looking for here? I didn't have the ability to just be like, okay, this is, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, you know, and try to, or the time really just to figure out everything on my own. Is it something that I could have done on my own? Yes. Because of what was going on in my life at the time, would I have probably not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's really what a course or a program will do for you. It's not like, it's not like the stuff that I have in my program is a secret. It's not like you can't find that online. You probably can, but what investing in any type of program will do for you is will cut that time in half for you and will give you that step-by-step that you need because sometimes you get into it and you don't even like there probably were some things that you found in the program that you're like oh I didn't even I wouldn't even thought to even look this way or to go this way and sometimes it's like we don't know what we don't know and that's why having someone walk us through that process is really really helpful absolutely so I want to um, talk, I know you shared this in the, in the group, um, but I kind of want to, if for anybody who hadn't seen that post, um, maybe share what was your biggest like breakthrough or win that you had um, since starting the program and getting your business up and running. Yeah. So for me, for that, that would be landing my first like long-term client outside of, so I, I use Upwork to get started, you know, because I struggled a lot and I'm still figuring it out and tapering down, you know, the market that I want to cater to. What do I want to do? I started off in the beginning um, and I actually just ended up editing my website to take it off of there, you know, just kind of everything, social media management and blog management and data and, you know, and all of that. And I went to Upwork and that's such a it's, I have a love hate relationship with Upwork. You know, I wasn't planning on using Upwork full time. I was like, my whole goal with Upwork was to connect with people and to build that relationship with them and then move them off the platform after, you know, obviously you have to complete the jobs on there. And that's what I did with Shannon. Um, She ended up hiring me to create an invoice system for her and then came back to me a few weeks later after I finished that. And she said, Hey, like, I really like you. I miss having just like a rock star executive assistant. Can, you know, can we talk about something more long-term and, you know, that phone call was such, I mean, I'll never, I'll just, I'll never forget it. You know, I was over at my sister's house and, um, we had that conversation and she was like, awesome. Send the invoice right over and the contract and I'll sign it. And, and she did. And I was so excited, you know, um, this past two years has been really rough for everybody. The pandemic, I was working in a state position when I was pregnant with my boys. So I had state employee level healthcare and I was making almost four grand a month. And 
you know, I just bought a car and we, and we did all of that. And then we were pregnant with the boys. And then I ended up losing that job. And I was like, I, I was just feeling hopeless, you know? So to really sign my first client, I, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like we were going to, we were gaining something back, mm-hmm. you know, we're in a two bedroom apartment with four kids. The cost of living here is outrageously expensive. And I was like, we're going to be stuck here forever, you know? Um, and now I'm starting to feel like, okay, maybe we can't afford to have a house. And I, you know, we had to buy a new SUV because of the babies. Cause I needed something big enough to fit everybody. And I was like, now I don't have to worry about my car payment and you know, my phone, you know, and it's just, there's something about when you're at the very end of your rope, um, there's something about that, that you can either use it to propel yourself forward or you can sit there and you can feel sorry for yourself, which I'm not going to lie. I was doing for a really long time. And that's when I finally was like, nope, this I'm done doing that. I'm just going to do something about it. So I used Upwork to get started. Um, I ended up actually having to cancel two contracts on Upwork. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later, um, about standing up for yourself to your clients. (laughs) Um, but Shannon, you know, she was my, she was my little nugget and now her and I are, we have a great relationship. I just had a meeting with her today and, you know, I talked to her about, you know, other ways that I can help her and what she's doing. Um, and she's super thankful for having my help. She's, Mm -hmm. she's really thankful. Like she tells me all the time how much she appreciates me. And that's something that I never got when I was working at an office, you know, they're like, okay, you're an employee. You're here to do your job. Like Mm -hmm. you want to get paid, you're going to do it. And she's actually like, oh my God, I'm happy to have you. And it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. A couple of things that you said that I want to point out too, um, because I, and I, I am very honest about this, that I didn't use any freelancing websites when I was starting my business. I, um, posted on my personal page. That's how I got my first client. And then I used a lot of Facebook groups for networking. Um, but I am not opposed to people using freelancing websites. Cause I think it is when you're first getting started, it is a, it is a good way to kind of get your feet wet to kind of see, you know, what's out there, what you enjoy doing. Um, and then, yeah, like you, like you said, kind of moving off of that and having those, those one-on-one relationships with those clients too. You just have to be, you have to be careful. And I know that we've seen that come up in the group. You definitely have to be careful that there are going to be scammers out, out there and there definitely are ways to be able to like recognize those red flags too. Um, but then I also just loved how you um, used your, your situation, which could be extremely, you know, it could be something that could really bring you down um, and you used it as a way to be able to, to figure out like, okay, this is not what I want for myself. And I know that I can do something about it. And here's what I am going to do about it and kind of make that plan and, and use what you had to make it work. So um, I love that. And then um, I know that this is something that comes up in the community too, is we have like a lot of limiting beliefs around ourselves to like, you know, I'm not good enough who will hire me. Um, So did you have any of those um, prior to starting like around, um, you know, being successful at this? Did you have any of those thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I did. You know, so when I first started and even in just these few months, I've tweaked things so much and it's because I came to the realization. So I first started off and I was like, okay, I'm going to charge people $25 an hour. And that's what I was charging on Upwork. 
And when I bid that job for Shannon for $35 an hour and I had no reviews on my account and I, you know, I sent her a really nice cover letter and she chose me and she said, you know, you came in the highest and you have no reviews, but I chose you because I could tell the quality of person that you are. And that really put things into perspective for me. And the more and the more I think about it, and the reason why I rose my rates altogether to $35 an hour was because one, I know what I bring to the table. I know the skills and I know how it can help people. And I know that, you know, there's going to be people who look at my rate or whatever my service is and see me as, you know, an office admin, which is, yes, essentially that's a huge part of what I do. But when I talk to these potential clients, I spend a lot of time building the value of what it's like to have a relationship with me. And a lot of that, like, so I just got off um, a phone right before I got on, on here with a guy and he was talking about, and I said, how, you know, one of the first questions I asked him was if you could have someone come in and do things for you, take over for you to make your life easier, or your business run smoothly, what would that look like for you? And he told me all of these things, you know, I need help with bookkeeping and organizing and bringing things off of paper and onto a digitalized system and all of that. And you could tell that he was really struggling with it and he really doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's like, I need help with that. Can you help me? And I said, absolutely. I can. That's, that's easy. Like I've got that down. He's like, well, what do you charge? And I said, well, here's the thing. And I said, I'm going to be honest, you know, here where I live, you know, which is where he's based out of, they're used to paying people $10, $11 an hour. And I said, I charge $35 an hour. And he said, okay. And I said, but here's what I want you to think about. When you hire an employee full time, not only are you paying that person's wages, but you're paying like 25% on top of that, just in insurance and workman's comp, you're paying for them to take bathroom breaks, lunch breaks, you know, you're paying for all of these extra things that you don't have to pay for with me. Mm -hmm. So in reality, yes, am I charging almost triple what you would normally pay? However, long-term you really are paying less. And he's like, you're right. Like I didn't even think about that, you know? And he said, that's not a problem. And so it just got me thinking that if I could build value around what I do and how I do things and just, it's all about relationships with mm -hmm. business, it's all about networking. It's about relationships. It's about finding that power within yourself to trust that you do really know what you're doing and not being afraid to project that to people, you know? Right. Oh yeah. And, and I think too, a lot of times we will underestimate what we do know, even like we will say, we will kind of put it in that phrase of like, oh, I know it, you know, I know how to do this, but that's simple. Well, maybe to you it's simple, but maybe to someone else, it's extremely difficult for them or it takes them way too long, or they just don't want to learn how to do it. And so you have to rephrase that in your head of this is really going to help a business owner who needs, you know, who needs this help and whether, you know, it's a simple, it, to me, it seems simple. It might be extremely difficult to somebody else. And I could be taking so much weight off of them by even just completing this small task. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Cause I, you know, I, I told Shannon, my client that I was going to be doing this today. And she's like, well, she's like, you can use me as a perfect example. <laughs> she's, a, she's a physician in Seattle 
real like she's super super intelligent she's got a lot going on she's a part of a lot of committees and she's like you know she's like i don't get it she's like i'm an educated woman i've you know got a lot going on for myself but she's like but for some reason i can't figure this out and it was literally it took me an hour to do it would have took me less but there was some communication you know she was just busy to go up set up an anco account for her add a client and invoice them mm -hmm. you know and then she got you know all the back because there was like six months they haven't been invoiced for and i was able to do it in a matter of minutes and she's like oh my gosh it's that easy and she's like, why couldn't I have done that? And I was like, hey, it's okay. Like, you know, some people just don't have the time. They don't have the knowledge. They don't have the patience and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And she was so grateful for it. Right. And that's, and that's where, where we come, come in and that's where we can support, support people too. And I think the biggest thing to remember too, is even, um, you know, even if it is something like admin or something, something that you would, you know, view as like, this is a small project when you have a business owner and they're running their business, um, there are certain things in their business. Like there are a lot of parts of my business that I can do, um, because I've, you know, I've built my business and I've also, you know, been working behind the scenes with clients too. So I know how to do a lot of the stuff, but just because I know how to do it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do it because nice. if I, there's only so many hours in the day and I would rather spend the time doing the things that actually need me in my business, like, you know, recording my podcast, like nobody else can record my podcast. Like I have to show up and do that, but I can have someone else help me on the back end because I don't need to do all the editing and all the, you know, graphics and everything like that. Somebody else can help me too. And even though I could do that, it probably wouldn't take me that long of time to do it. My time could be better spent somewhere else. So that's another way just to kind of look at it from that perspective. Don't, you know, don't sell yourself short. Don't underestimate the skills and the talents that you have. You know, don't think, oh, you know, someone else could just do this easily. Well, they probably could, but they don't, you know, the business owners, the clients that you're going to be working with, they don't need to. And that's kind of a really great, you know, place to, to be as a business owner is to recognize those things. What things do I need to do in my business that need me? And what else can I outsource? Because you're going to be, you know, you're going to show up for your business way better as, as the owner of your business, when you have that support helping you in the areas that don't necessarily need you to be in there. Absolutely. Well, and it's a lot about having confidence in yourself. Like they chose you, they picked you to work with them and it's for a reason they see something in you. And if you want to have that success in getting clients, you know, you really have to build a good foundation of the value of mm -hmm. having a virtual assistant or the value of how you can help them and how, what the, really what the bigger picture looks like by hiring you, you know, you're not just coming in to do a little bit of CRM or data entry or graphic design, whatever the case may be. Like you have to build that value around like, this is how I can help you free up your time to spend time on the aspects of your business that are more important. Because I mean, granted, everything in the business is important. Whatever the case, it's all important, but there's certain things that they do have the ability of outsourcing. And then there's certain things that will that will give them more time to focus on the, you know, higher priority stuff. Right. Perfect. I love it. So many, so many nuggets in here. I hope everybody's like 
pen and paper writing all these things down. So good. Um, so if you were to say, if you were talking to somebody maybe from the community or maybe not, maybe someone else who's um, been thinking about maybe taking that next step, they kind of were like you and maybe they were, you know, sitting um, in the background and just kind of watching and they've been thinking, I don't know, I, I, I want to take that next step. I want to invest in the program, but I just don't know. Um, what would you say to, to someone who was thinking about it, but hasn't been ready to take that, that leap yet? Just do it. <laughs> and, and, and really, I had to let go of absolutely everything to be able to show up in my business and to be able to, to really, I just, I, I had to let go of everything to be able to do this. Every worry that I had, every, how am I going to manage things? Every, how am I going to get this off the ground? And what does that look like? I, what happened if I don't get clients? Like I just, I had to let go of absolutely everything um, because I didn't want to spend the rest of my life or the next years or whatever that is looking back and being like, I wonder what would happen if I actually did that. Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder what it could have been. I wonder if that would have been the defining moment between us buying a house and being financially sound and, you know, making our bills or making sure our bills are paid every month versus just not doing it. It's terrifying. Taking that leap into the unknown is scary, but you can't do it one foot in, one foot out when you're hanging over a cliff. You either jump or you don't. And the only person that's going to open up that parachute is you. So it, just do it. Just do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's, I was so excited when I first got started. And like I said, I got off within eight days. Like my momentum was going and going and going and going. And I was like, great, I'm a business owner. Here we go. And then I was like, well, now what, what do I do? How do I get clients? Um, now what, you know, and I started Upwork. I put out like 50 proposals on Upwork and I got three of them back. I said, I would tell you, I made a goal for myself to send out 50 cold emails a day you know, and I was like, I'm just going to try these different little things to see what works and what doesn't. I'm not afraid to cold call people. You know, I'm not afraid to cold email people. I don't care. You're going to say yes, or you're going to say no. And if you say no, I'm getting closer to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about it, but what truly worked for me and what I believe, you know, is each person is going to have what works for them. You worked by social media and, you know, and the groups and stuff like that. But what worked for me really was word of mouth, you know, um, I did, and I know we're friends on Facebook. I did a huge, huge, huge charity event. And while I was there and afterwards, there was a big, you know, there was like an after party where everyone stayed and we had drinks and stuff. I had my business cards with me and I was like, hi, here's what I do. Here's who I am. Because everyone was wanting to come up to me and talk to me because I was one of the models at the events. And I alone from that got like five prospects, you know? And then even just like the simplest thing on social media, you know, there's a guy who made a post looking for contractors or looking for workers in one of our local buy and sell groups. And I said, Hey, you know, I said, I don't know if you're looking for an assistant, but this is what I do. And I'd love to chat. And then like four hours later that night, I got a message from a guy saying, Hey, I need an assistant. I would love to talk with you. Can we talk about how you can help and what that looks like? And I called him this morning. He's like, you know, I've been seeing virtual assistants everywhere. And he's like, and then I just happened to be, you know, on that thing. And I was like, why not? Like, let's see what it's about. And then from there, he's like, I'm going to give your number to my sister-in-law. They just started a concrete business and they need someone, you know? So 
there was a good lull of probably about a week and a half, two weeks where I was like, oh my God, I started, I spent all this money and nothing's happening. And then I kind of hit this barrier where I was like, okay, like whatever you do, you can't stop. You have to keep planting seeds. You Mm -hmm. have to keep pushing yourself forward. And, you know, now everything is kind of just tumbling together and going and going and going. And I was like, okay, now I'm having to think about how I am going to manage all of these clients. If I do sign them, you know, what that's going to look like. And now things are just, you know, and you have to constantly keep going. It really is. It's about the mindset. It's about it's about how you think about things. And I spent so many months telling myself I can't, or I don't know how, or how is this going to happen? And when I finally stopped and was like, you know what, it doesn't matter. Cause you're going to make it happen anyways. Cause that's what you're due. If you can manage four kids and if you can go through what you've gone through in your life and manage your household. And, you know, even before I had the boys and I just had my two for my previous marriage, when I left my ex-husband, I was working 18 hours a day, 16 to 18 hours a day doing that and still managing my kids. I said, you know what, if I can do that, I at least owe it to myself to try to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of times, like for a, a lot of people in this group, a lot of people listening, like we've never done anything like this before. Like I, th- this was not, you know, what I went to school for. Like I had a teaching degree. So like I had never done this before, but there's a lot of things in our life that we you know, prior to doing it had never done. Like I'd never been a mom before. And I, you know, I was scared and I didn't know I was going to do it, but I figured it out. Like as soon as they place the baby in your arms, like you, you figure it out, you figure out a way and you have to, you do have to show up to it with that mindset of I can, um, because that's going to affect how you act. If you're showing up to doing this of, you know, I'm not going to be good at this. Who's going to hire me. That's going to come across in, in the actions that you take and the conversations that you have with people. But if you show up with a mindset of like, I, yes, I do have something to offer and I do have value to bring in and I can really help people that's going to come across in your conversations too. And so you do have to almost, sometimes it is kind of a little bit of a faking it till you make it kind of thing, because, you know, your, you know, your head has probably been telling you this thing for, you know, so long. So it's kind of, we're reworking that we're trying to like overcome some of those negative thoughts that we have about ourselves. but you will start to see if you start to think better thoughts about yourself, more positive thoughts, um, that that'll, that'll show in your actions that you take and you know, what's going to happen. And it's going to build that momentum. And I love that you touched on that, that like, you know, you were putting in the work and there was a, there was a period of time where nothing was happening. Um, and it would have been easy for you to just say like, okay, like nothing's happening. I'm, I'm giving up. Um, but it comes from that consistent action. It comes from, you know, putting in the work, you know, each day and, you know, making sure that you are assessing and seeing like, okay, if this is not working, why maybe I need to change something up, you know, maybe I need to try something different. Um, but just making sure that you are doing something every day, because it will, there will come a point where it's almost like that tipping point of I've been putting in the work and I've been getting little wins here and there. And now all of a sudden, oh my gosh, like the floodgates have opened. And now I have all these connections that I've built with people and I, you know, word of mouth and people are really happy with what I'm doing. And now they're going to recommend me in it. And it starts to snowball like that too. Well, you, you also need to come across as an expert. Like no one's going to want to hire you if you act like you don't know what you're doing. And if you're not confident in your ability for doing things, there's, you know, and if there's something I don't know, I will learn it. There's so many places where you can learn things now, like LinkedIn. I posted that in the group. LinkedIn has a whole academy for how to do things, bookkeeping, and even simple things down to how to manage a Gmail account. So if there is something you do not know, 
don't tell them that go and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, if it's something that you really don't know that you have no business being in, don't do it, obviously. But if it's something simple, learn it. Like, you know, you need to show up. And here's one thing that kind of just like hit me the other day is that, you know, we're working with business owners, but it's easy to forget that you are also a business owner. Super Mm -hmm. easy. You know, I was thinking about that. I hate social media management. I hate it. Can I do it? Yeah. I don't like it, you know? And so here I am on the phone with my client. I was like, you need to be present on social media. And then I go to my page and I haven't posted in three weeks or two weeks, you know? And I was like, ah, crud, like I should probably do that. Cause I'm also a business owner that needs to maintain my business, you mm-hmm. know? So you really, you just, you need to have that confidence and don't come across as, you know, with an employee mindset, come across mm-hmm. with a owner mindset. Right. That's something that I, I addressed in the, in the prep too, is that, you know, you it's, it's very different and it's sometimes hard to like, you know, break that from, you know, I go to work and, and someone's telling me exactly what to do. They're telling me what time now I'm, I'm the one that I have to show up. I have to get behind my computer. I, no one's telling me that I have to reach out to clients. No one's telling me that I have to market my business. I have to do that. So you have to, you have to be willing to take ownership of that. Um, and sometimes too, you know, I will, I'll get frustrated with myself and say like, you know, oh, I set these goals for myself and nothing's happening. Um, and it's easy like to get, you know, down on, oh, well then maybe this isn't for me, or maybe this isn't working, or maybe this is a scam. Um, but if you look back at yourself and say like, okay, am I putting in the work? Am I doing what I said I was going to do, um, in order to achieve these things too. So you have to be willing to take ownership of it. Um, to be in that driver's seat, to, to be in control of this. And I love that you said that, like, yes, we are, we are business owners too. And that's another really great thing too, is, you know, we do like, we decide the rate that we charge, like we decide what we offer. If there is something that you can do like social media, but you don't want to do it, like you don't have to offer that. Like that's, that's a really great beauty of, of being a virtual assistant, being a freelancer is that you get to decide what you offer. And so if you don't enjoy it, don't do it, you know, don't offer that, even if you can do it, um, because you want to get excited about the work that you're doing. You want to get excited about the clients that you have. Um, and so if we, you know, if we wanted to go to a job where we didn't really enjoy what we doing, like we would go work for somebody else, but now we want to take that control back. So really great things that you said today, Skyla, um, as we start to wrap this up, is there, if there's anything that you, um, wanted to mention anything else that you could say to encourage women, um, I would love for you to do that. I do want to touch on one thing um, real quick, because I know it was, it was a problem for me when I first got started. And what I noticed a lot of other people doing in that group is don't get caught up in the nuances of like, I need to know what I want to do, or like, I need to have these set packages, you know, because here's the thing, like, yes, ideally, you know, a lot of people narrow down their niche, 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 niche market. I never know which way to say it. Uh, you know, and there are a lot of people in the group who do do that. And they said, okay, I know exactly what I want to do. And then, I mean, I think that alone tripped me up the most was because like, I told myself, like, I need to know what I want to do. Like, I have to have a plan. And once I kind of let go of that and was like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of do a little bit of everything and see what I like and see what I don't. And I narrowed that down very quickly. It's okay not to have set packages it's I mean I I have packages and not a single person has purchased it they all purchase bucket hours and I almost like it better that way for myself anyways um because then they can be like okay do this and then when this is done do this and then you know and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so if you are one of those 
current people, persons, people out there that are like the biggest part of, you know, that's catching you up. Oh my God, I cannot talk right now for the life of me. You're doing fine. (laughs) The biggest part, if that's like what's holding you back from doing things, it's okay just to not know it all. You can figure it out as you go. Because if you're going to let that one little thing hold you up, you know, I mean, not only are you leaving money on the table, but you're just impeding yourself and holding yourself back because there could be someone that you meet tomorrow that could become one of your biggest clients that you didn't speak to just because you're not ready to kind of, you know, make that leap yet and decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even realize this, but we do have some questions that came through. I was, was, I thought I was keeping a good eye on it, but I guess I wasn't. So um, do you want to do some questions? Do you have some time for that? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so Alexis asked, did you have previous knowledge or did you go into the VA position completely blind to the how-to portion of it? How did you gain the skills that you're not familiar with? That's a good question. So yes and no. Um, I've been working in the healthcare field for about the past seven years. Um, I would say five, the two years before that, you know, I did a little bit of everything. Um, and just being a service coordinator in the healthcare field helped a lot because I was running offices. I was hiring and firing and doing data management and pay, you know, and all of that. So I really just took the skills that I learned from that and I'm putting that towards what I'm doing now and just adjusting it accordingly. And I mean, I've always been a quick learner. So if there is something I don't know, I can typically figure out how to do it pretty fast. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I said before, the LinkedIn, I've been util- utilizing the LinkedIn learning platform, which has helped a ton. There's a lot of fantastic information in there. Awesome. Perfect. Um, Brittany asked, and I can kind of um, take this one. You mentioned Anco. Why that over HoneyBook, Dubsado? Are there other programs you like to use? So um, when I was first getting started, I used Anco for about a year and I really, really liked it. I felt like it was super affordable. It's really easy to use um, and it handled the things that I needed it to handle. Now that my business has grown and scaled and I've, you know, I'm bringing more money in. I did like, I do use Dubsado now. Um, I do like that it has more automations and workflows and I can do some things where my business can kind of run on the back end um, without me having to do some things. Something like Dubsado does take a little bit more of a learning curve. I know HoneyBook is a little bit more user-friendly. And if you want to invest in a program like that, I don't, like, I'm not saying don't do it. I just know for people who want to get started, want to have something that will handle their invoices, their contracts um, that they know will be sound. Um, Anco is a platform for freelancers. Um, and you don't have, you don't have to use it. There's other programs out there. I just, I like to share what I use, um, and what I found it to be helpful. So yeah, what um, point do you recommend transitioning? Um, that's really, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, I mean, it's really going to depend because obviously when you do, you're going to be paying more monthly to have a service like that. So you just really have to see if where you're at with your business and with your income. And if you're ready to make that investment, um, that's really going to just, that's what I would really say. It depends on, I don't think there's like a set time, um, but with there is going to be a learning curve with that too, because if you are investing in it, I 
the reason why you would want to invest in it is because it's going to handle some of that more like back end and taking care of things for you on the end. So you want to make sure that you're utilizing it um, to be able to do that. So um, I would just say if you're at a place where you can financially handle it and then also take the time to, to learn it, to be able to utilize it to the best um, of your ability. Um, Brittany also asks, how do you handle taking time off from maternity leave as a freelancer, just thinking ahead? So um, when I was first getting started, I was about two months in and I had my son. I didn't take like a huge maternity leave. I didn't have a ton of clients um, at the time. So I was still able to manage some of that stuff um, for them. But another thing that you can do if you do have um, work that you do that you can batch. That's something else that I've seen within um, my community, people who will like batch out the work at least for like a month. So they have time. I've also seen people, um, you know, bring someone on to kind of help run that with them. So there's a couple different ways that you can do it. Um, for me, like I said, I, I wasn't super busy at the point where I'm like, I have so much work and I won't have enough time to enjoy my son. Also for me, it was my second son. So I kind of knew what I was doing. It wasn't my first rodeo. So I felt a little bit more comfortable being like, okay, I, I can manage this and handle this too. But, um, there's definitely ways to like prep and plan for that too. Um, it's time management too. Mm -hmm. You know, I do a lot of my work when they're napping or really when they're in bed and I make sure to take on clients that have work that allows me to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have a client that says I need you, you know, strictly from, you know, 10 to four, nine to five, I can't take on clients like that because I've, gosh, I have so much going on. And, you know, part of starting a business, it's great. I'm doing it, you know, for obvious reasons, but I also don't want to lose my personal life in the midst of that, mm -hmm. you know? So it's finding a good work-life balance and having that schedule and sticking to that schedule, you know, just how they say that, you know, when you run your business, even though you're a business owner, you need to pay yourself mm -hmm. any other employees. Well, you need to give yourself a schedule just like you would another employee. And obviously it can be flexible. So like I said, for me, that looks like, you know, my boys usually nap between nine and 10 or nine and 11, if I'm lucky, which is why I'm here right now. And then I know that they take another nap between, you know, around one o'clock and they're in bed by seven. So I make sure to plan my work, the work that does need to be due done during the day. I do that work, you know, if I need to communicate with my client and then work I can do at night, I do at night until I'm ready to go to bed or until whatever. So a lot of it is your own time management skills. Having a newborn, they sleep a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. There's so much work that you can get done. Don't think that just because you have a newborn, you can't you know, you can't right. work. definitely can don't underestimate yeah. yourself. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of it too, is that you can, you know, work it around when they're napping. Like you can, I mean, you're going to want, like, I, that was the thing too. Like I could have taken time off, but I was like, I was excited to do the work for my clients. Like it was something that I was actually really excited to do. So I'm like, I don't mind like, you know, pulling my laptop out while he's napping over here. Cause I can get some stuff done. So Really great. Well, Skylet, thank you so much for agreeing to do this, for, for coming to me with this idea. I love it. Um, I love being able to share just success stories and just share different perspectives on um, what, what it's like being a part of the prep and going through that and having the business. So I really appreciate you. And I know um, all the ladies in the group feel the same way. So um, thank you. And um, we just appreciate you. Thank you. I'm happy to be a part of it. I feel like it's my own little family, you know? Yeah. I'm excited well, to see everyone succeed, really. I mean, there's enough work for all of us. And mm -hmm. I love that there's no like huge competition like there are, you know, in other 
places of working from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm just, I'm thankful I get to help. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's definitely appreciated. And um, I know that this is really going to help a lot of people who've just kind of been having all those same feelings that you were feeling. So, so thank you again. And um, we will be talking to you soon. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.